Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. You are now listening to Fan Bro Show. I know you thought you were going to hear Mr. Ben Amin, but he is not here today. The reason why is he caught a case of the Martian flu, and I am not about that life, so I've quarantined him. But I am now driving the spaceship, so you know we're still going to have a good time. That being said, welcome to Fan Bro Show. It's your girl, Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Ahura of the Spaceship, Chance the Parappa, Blackness Everdeen, Deuce Piccolo, Sean Jean-Luc Picard, and Trillquist. And of course, this is a pretty big ship, so I can't run it on my own. So I went down to engineering and brought a nice friend of mine, the devil's advocate himself, Mr. Illa YC. What up, Illa? What up, Tatiana? You're the captain now. You're, you're, you, was that supposed to be like your Somali accent? It's not, it wasn't good. It was terrible. It wasn't good at all. Just like when it was in the movie, it was terrible. Oh, no, 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 no. But, but yes, welcome to the space show. I'm glad to have you as my co-pilot tonight. As I mentioned, Mr. Ben Amin is a little bit under the weather today, but he will get well soon. So shouts to him. That being said, how are you doing, Ella? I am wonderful, Captain Blackness, Miss Captain Everdeen. Blackness, really? <laughs> oh, you know that's my other AKA, Blackness Everdeen, right? For sure. I'll probably refer to you as all of them at some point throughout the proceedings. <laughs> the proceedings. No. So, so, again, we have had a pretty good week here on the spaceship. Lots of great things have happened. Last week, we had the incredible and successful art show. Shouts out to Merjani for being our amazing curator that evening. Again, smashing success. We had really great art from artists around the country. Great food. Ben, I mean, spend. It was a really fun time. And I know that we're going to do it again. So for anyone who's missed it, you have two things that I can share with you. One. If you are going to be in New York within the next week and a half, you will still be able to see the art. All the art is still going to be up in Pink's Bar until about like August 12th or so. Um, And then we are definitely going to do this event again in the fall. So make sure you're on the lookout. Make sure you're following us on IG, the Twitters and all that stuff. And making sure that you're ready for the announcements because there are going to be a lot more live shows and a lot more great things coming. So now that that's out of the way, I wanted to immediately, immediately talk about something that is related to a very large discussion we've been having over the past couple of weeks. Illa, you know all about the whole Confederate controversy, right? Yes, indeed. No Confederate. No. (laughs) Now, I know you, I've, I've listened to you on Social Delivery, and you've had a slightly different take on the whole thing than we, my, we meaning myself and Ben Amin have. Um, we were pretty much completely down with the no Confederate movement, didn't want to see this stuff at all. You, on the other hand, had a different view. Yeah, I mean, my hashtag would be don't give a fuck Confederate. But, <laughs> you know, my, my me and Ben always have our, our friendly debates, but I just don't, I'm, I'm always on the side of wait and see to, you know, wait until something's out to really judge it. <clears throat> Typically, people will just 
hear a synopsis, see a picture, see a teaser, and it's one thing to like take a general impression of something, but it's you know it's another to actually experience it and really figure out what it's about. Now, I have no desire to see Confederate whatsoever. I don't like any kind of slave stuff unless it involves black people running stuff, you know, <laughs> running running roughshod over or whatever. But just in in fiction and comics and movies and TV, my attitude is always, you know, just let a story be told before you criticize it. And that way, because we all we're in that age where Twitter, we, we express ideas and opinions and stuff so fast and we rush to judgment. And then, you know, we don't know how things are going to play out. You know, we can only say what we think. I saw the Justice League trailer. I'm like, mm, that looks like it's going to be hot garbage. I don't know, but I think so. <laughs> well, I, I I appreciate your stand and your viewpoint in this. However, I don't need to see this to know that it's not a good idea personally. And I don't need to see this type of narrative that is invoking slavery. And that needs to, as they say, draw the line or draw the connection between the past and the present. We are in that same world now. And you don't need a fictional story to show that. I'm about not even giving this a chance whatsoever. So I'm on the other side of the page. That being said, something you you mentioned um, is actually... A great segue into this next point the fact that you said you would rather there be something where black people are running things exactly. and very oh it just made I don't know I'm just like so happy so pleased because this this came right on time for me so in the midst of all of this HBO drama all this drama with uh the two writers for Game of Thrones so Amazon announced that they have their own alternate history series that's going to premiere on Amazon Video called Black America. Now, this series is going to be brought to you by producer Will Packer and Aaron Magruder. And they had mentioned that the reason why they decided to announce that they were working on this, a series that they've been working on for well over a year, was because after hearing and seeing all the ridiculousness with Confederate, with the fact that HBO even after all of this is still sticking to their guns and then um, Beninoff and Weiss still continuously trying to defend this. They said, uh, Magruder and Packer said, you know what, let's let everyone know that this is, this is something that's coming out. And not only that, they want to let everyone know that we, they think that it's important that you're not going to be, um, hard pressed to find black Americans who Americans who have not thought about the concept of, of reparation and what would actually happen if reparations were given. And that's actually the whole premise of black America, essentially what happens, you know, after um, the civil war and all that stuff, what happens if black Americans were actually given reparations in the form of what, like three States. And in that turn, black people would create their own separate country, basically. Um, there's a lot more to it. Again, this is just a really high level synopsis of this, but I just, it was just a great clap back to me. And I, this is actually something I'm interested in seeing and learning about and actually seeing them run it. This is something I'm actually going to give a chance so that if it ends up being trash, well, that's one thing, but I'm going to actually give this a chance because this is something we haven't seen yet. Yeah, well, it definitely doesn't sound like the Dave Chappelle uh, reparation no. skit. <laughs> so, no, not that. at all. And I mean, just to clarify, like for me, I mean, I think Confederate is some bullshit, you know, but by the same token, it's still a matter of watching it and let it pass out. But I don't, I don't want to see, I don't like the concept. 
you know don't get it twisted you know then why give it a chance but then why give it a chance like why why because, bother like because who i am is about it's it's not about that i mean because i read a i've I read a bunch of different stories. It's narrative fiction. And I don't know what the story is going to be. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't know what the end game is. You know what I mean? They could be telling a story about black people uprising and taking over. It's just this is where the initial concept starts. I have no idea, you know, until it plays out. So to pass that judgment to me is kind of wrong. Um, but I don't like the idea of it. You know, I don't like the idea. Any any kind of white tyranny slave. Nah, I'm not down with that. <laughs> you know what I'm not your man's. But, you know, so I, I'd rather watch Black America because that sounds like my type of show. But at the same, but I'm just speaking strictly from the perspective of somebody who, when it comes to stories, I want to, you know, I want to see it. I want to see it play out and then see where it goes. You know, because, like, again, it's one thing to think something's going to be a certain kind of way. But mm-hmm. people just come out, oh, that's a concept. Oh, I hate this. It's going to be trash. And it's like, yo, you haven't seen one real. You know what I mean? It may. Be- but in this context, why does that matter? Why does that matter that we have to? I have to sit here and wait and see how they're going to play upon black pain. Like, why? I'm not saying. I'm saying it's. I'm saying that for you to be like, I think it's gonna be some. I don't want to see it because I think it's gonna be some bullshit again. What's That's wrong with that? Thing. That's my opinion. No, no, no. I'm saying I agree with that. Mm. That's one thing because you you don't know yet. You know what I mean? Because if you actually watch it, it but I do know. Different, then it's like, all right. <laughs> but I you do know. know. We know you. One thing we can agree on. You and I both know we don't aren't really here for the slave kind of narrative or that those know. types of stories anymore. You know, based on what was told, I don't even know how this shit got greenlit. You know what I'm saying? Okay, like, but that's my point. <laughs> It I, got I greenlit on some bullshit, but you do know, but but no, that's actually false. You know how they got greenlit because it's Ben and Off and Weiss, they uh, two yeah. two white men with vision that have yes, they are they have worked on a highly successful show, but again, these are two white men, so why would they not get the green light for this? Yeah, yeah. I mean, white men. I mean, get the what can you say to that? And once again, I no, I'm I'm going to judge the fuck out of it. I don't want to see a show. <laughs> I don't care what, how, who's, who's intriguing and who's this and who's that. It's about, you're, you're telling me you're making a show about slavery in modern day. Slavery never ended. I don't need a show about what's going on right now. Like, fuck all that. Anyway, that being said, we got Black America coming down the pipeline. I will give that one a chance. I know you said you're interested in that as well. I think it's going to be an interesting take. I just hope they don't do any kind of like real niggerish stuff, like you know, have what? black. <laughs> what is, I, what would what would constitute that? I'm just saying, man. Just like having you know black people like going out doing some dumb stuff, you know, with reparate. I mean, come on now. What do you mean, like? But the reparations were the the states were the their own country essentially. So what what do you mean doing dumb stuff? You're just talking about like people. Everyone got a million dollar check and just start doing dumb stuff with it. But I don't think that's not yes. what they said. Yes. <laughs> Like That's I don't, not what I they don't said. need that. You know, I don't need that. So I hope it's just really just a, 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 they execute the concept well. Like this is mm-hmm. black excellence. That's what really what I want to see. Is like Black America. They show like when when black people get together, they had their own stuff. You know, where you see art, culture, community, everybody comes together. And I'm just curious to see what the conflict is going to be. You know, because you mm. know, if, if black people got something, white people gonna come around and try to take it. Oh, yeah. It's going to be, I mean, a, a country within a country or next to a country is going to be a very adversarial viewpoint for sure. Yeah. Give me some war and, you know, show me some intelligent brothers, you know, 
taking it to them. Uh, what, did, what did Chris Rock say? The cracker ass crackers. Oh but, my uh, gosh. I don't think we've ever said that on this show. <laughs> Yeah, but, oh, you know, just getting along, man. It just sounds like, you know, Aaron Magruder. So it's going to have, hopefully, because we don't know if this is a comedy or a drama. I'm assuming because of Magruder's involvement, it's going to have at least a comedic element. Or I'm sure there will be, but but the from what the, I've read, again, it can change. But from everything I've read, this wasn't the boondocks. It wasn't, it, it wasn't parody. It wasn't satire. It wasn't supposed to be a comedy at all yes you said yes there may be comedic elements but i don't think that's really what they're trying to do here yeah because i immediately when i first heard the concept i immediately thought about that Chappelle show skit where blacks uh-huh. give reparations and then it just goes awry i'm <laughs> like is this you know trying to play that skit straight like what are they gonna do so have some faith young padawan have some faith yes indeed. uh but for now we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be back with more fan bro show Hey everyone, this is Carla Perez. I play Rita Repulsa on the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers back in the 90s. Hey, what's up? This is Samus. This is Nikki Phillips. And this is Stacey Strobel. Yo, this is Carly Hustle. Hey, what's up? This is Jamila from Girl Gone Geek. Hi, my name is Roxanne Gay. Hey, this is the Shameless Maya. Hey, what's up guys? This is Maya G. Hi, this is Reagan Gomez. Oh, hey, this is your friendly neighborhood superhero, Jean Grey. Hi, this is Lola Ganike. My name is Jamie Broadnax from Black Girl Nerds. Hi, guys, it's Alfred Woodard. And when you're not in a lotus position eating quinoa or, like, rapping to your your bae, you should be listening to fanbos. No, I said fanbos. Okay, hang on. but he will be feeling better later. But now we have one of our favorite segments ever. The Guac is Extra. And this week on The Guac is Extra, Illa, why don't you read the first question? At Glenn and Her Pod asked, do you guys think the Venom movie will be good? Sony hasn't had a good track record. Oh. Well, here's the thing. It's like, isn't it like the same team that's done Homecoming going to be working on that? I, I'm not sure of the team that's involved. I know Tom Hardy's involved. So Tom Hardy gives me faith. But right. Sony being involved, it's like... it's Right. It's, Sony is, is just as good as like Fox being involved. You don't really... Yeah, <laughs> you don't, don't, you don't really involved. trust them like that. Um, and that's a tragedy. I mean, I, it, it happened. I honestly just think it's going to be as good as the team. So the team meaning the writing team, the the director, the cinematography, like that that's the best you can kind of gauge it. Um if it follows in the same vein as as Homecoming, even though I know they said Tom Holland's not going to be involved with it, but if it follows in the same vein, that same kind of style, then I think it'll be great. Again, you can't really trust Sony and then if if, particularly if Marvel has nothing to do with it, then you really can't trust them. Because I had said that in my review on fanbros.com. I had said that on many shows before. Homecoming was the best Spider-Man movie, period. And they required Marvel to make it happen. Ever. But I think the, the Venom movie is supposed to be a um, horror movie. 
What? Yeah, that's it's, what they're it's saying. It's going to be like a horror like angle to it? I was reading an article uh, that said that that's the angle they're going to pursue with it. Were you so, reading your wrestling dirt sheets instead of the actual? No, 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 no. Are no. you serious? I'm serious. Well, wow. this is the thing, though. Venom, when he first appeared in Spider-Man 299, 300, he was scary as all get out. And that's what made him dope. You know, he's mm. only in recent years to keep him around. They made him more of an anti-hero and they passed the symbiote on to different people. Right. But when he came, if Venom is played straight like he should be played, mm-hmm. man, he was terrifying, you know, because Spider-Man couldn't, his spider sense wouldn't work on him. He wouldn't react. Right, right. He could sneak on him at all. He could sneak on him in his civilian clothes. He could sneak on him as Venom. And Venom was just attacking him out of nowhere. You know, he right. would just roll up on Spider-Man and whoop him up and then roll out. And so, um... When he first appeared, he came to Spider-Man was with, with with his girlfriend, Mary Jane. And he comes to the apartment and scares the crap out of her. And so she was shook. And she kind of had, like, essentially PTSD. But, mm. like, the next several times Venom would appear or she would just get shook just all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was just dope. And it was just really like a villain who was it was like, damn, how is Spider-Man going to get out? You know, he can't he can just roll up on him at any time. So if they really pursued that kind of creepy horror aspect to it. It could be something, but Sony. Okay. Well, see, that reminds me of me watching for uh, Fox Kids watching the Spider-Man cartoon. And to your point, yes, they they always positioned Venom or in that in that in that version, Eddie Brock as just scary. So anytime he showed up, it was he was about to fuck shit up. So I, I understand that aspect of it, and 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 from my recollection, he was never. Uh, even an anti-hero or there are any good in him whatsoever maybe towards the end of the run they they show that but like for the most part anytime I saw him you knew trouble was there so I do like the idea of making sure that they I don't know about the horror aspect but I do appreciate the idea of them just keeping the 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 fearfulness uh not I don't even know what to call him fearful like almost like a specter uh of that venom the fact that he can't or Spider-Man can't really track him, know he's there, and he can just really appear out of nowhere and overpower him and all that stuff. So I, I think that would be cool. I think it would be cooler if they used Venom in the Spider-Man movies versus Sony doing whatever. It would, but this is Sony. <laughs> so, uh, it, you know, listen, it, we just can't win with them. And like yeah. I said, unless, unless Marvel's involved, you can't win. And I say that because I just like Tom Hardy and Marvel, so... I think yeah. it's a good casting decision. He'd make a good Eddie Brock, but Sony. Listen, it is what it is. So the next squat question we have is from Cal Rogue. They ask, in your opinion, who throws the most shade? The beloved Chico Leo or Kid Fury? Wow, Deadly Diva didn't make that list? <laughs> I hope she's listening to this episode so she can't come just burn down your timeline on twitter but <laughs> so who so who has throws the most shade um well you see chico see chico throws a, see chico has what i would call academic shade because <laughs> he throws shade like just talking about people but then he'll go into like the encyclopedia details of why he threw the shade at you or why you deserve that type of shade. Kid Fury will embarrass you and tell you about yourself, but 
he doesn't care for you enough to like dig into every little detail. He'll say what he needs to say and move on. Whereas Chico will sit there and just keep flaming you over and over again. <laughs> and like, again, from like an almost academic standpoint. So that's a really hard one. Yeah, I don't even know Kid Fury like that, so I can't call it on him. But I know Chico, and Chico comes with the heat. Yeah. I mean, his tweets alone made me not watch, uh, well, it was some Jude Law pre-show. And oh, Chico, priest, priest, yeah. <laughs> man, Chico murdered him. pastor. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. It doesn't even matter. After Chico went off on that rant, I was like, I'm good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, like... He, in fact, I, I don't know who he was talking to or about, but like recently, if you just want his timeline, he like it was maybe five tweets and he was just going in on somebody. And I was just like, I do not want to, I don't want to be on that side of it. So, so Chico might win this. <laughs> the, the thing with Chico is yeah. Chico requires like annotated uh, references. <laughs> like, <laughs> you go throw shade and then you got to look at the, 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 the footnote and, you know, check the reference to see where that came from. And then it's even more shade because like, oh. Oh, he tied it into that. So Chico yeah. comes with it. So that's what I'm saying. He he'll sit there and and you know for 15 minutes go into all the layers of why he's doing this. So Chico might win that win that battle. Um, that's to be said. Kid Fury is a shade master. So and I love him. So shouts to him and salutes to the Reeds. Salutes to Crystals as well. Uh, the next question comes from Indie Idealist, a.k.a. the Kosher Cuban, a.k.a. Master of Sleep, a.k.a. the Not-So-Innocent Bystander. He writes, Dear Fambros, with all the controversies around the announcement of the new Confederate show, it got me thinking. What are some of your favorite alternate reality stories? What are some ideas for alternate realities that you would rather see the Confederate producers make a show out of instead of the ill-advised idea they're going with? Well, the first thing that came to mind, I, I thought comic books. Um, and the first thing that came to mind was Age of Apocalypse, X-Men, Age of Apocalypse. Mm. Uh, that was a dope, alternate. well, I mean, it was tragic for them, but it was a dope <laughs> series of comics and stories. And we almost had it on the Wolverine and the X-Men animated series. And the silly producers canceled it, or silly networks canceled it. Ah, uh, that know Wolverine that. and the X Men cartoon was dope. They had seeded it well, and they were gonna launch. It ends with the cliffhanger of them um, going to the age, getting ready to go to the Age of Apocalypse. Mm. I wish that would have played out. Uh, hmm. As far well, as you, second part, yeah, yeah. Um, what other ideas? <clears throat> yeah, I'd like a. Well, they did Game of Thrones. I don't know, man. I'm trying to think. What would be something dope? Because, you know, of course, instantly I'd be like, black people take over. Ah! <laughs> well, 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 think on that because I have some, I have a comment on this. Um, particularly, I, the the producers, Weiss and Beninoff, they don't need to make a show. Like, I actually would rather give it to an indie creator or, or a brand new person of color uh, that produces and writes to be able to write something new. Um, so that's first and foremost. That being said, as... I don't know if I have any favorite alternate reality stories, really. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of something like what would be considered at least alt history alternate reality stories. Yeah, a world where white privilege doesn't exist. I mean, I said that last week. I was like where white supremacy never spread. So that was one thing. But but as we were, as I was reading the question, it got me thinking things like what if Christopher Columbus never made it over to the Caribbean? 
What if he just didn't make it at all? What if the uh, quote-unquote colonists didn't come over and destroy everything that the First Nations had, destroy the population of people that were here before everybody else? What if America just went untouched? Where would it be now? It wouldn't even be America, but where would it be? What would it be called now? What would it look like? What would it what would be happening right now i don't know what about something just light and breezy and fun loving like what about a world where unicorns exist i don't know (laughs) (laughs) well that's what i'm saying and that's another thing like are we talking about alternate reality where but like you're you're bringing like fantasy are we talking about all history because all history like would literally mean like something that has the the the, the history of the world as you know it now there's something that's has happened that hasn't either not happened Oh, it's happened a different way. It's been flipped in some some manner. Yeah, I mean, I, I would love a reality where jetpacks existed. I think that'd be dope. Jet. <laughs> See, but you're going back to the sci-fi stuff. Yeah, you man. just want stuff that doesn't exist that you want in. I mean, it's an alternate reality. You might as well go for the gusto. Okay, so 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 if the year in the year 2017, if we, if we were really living like it was 3017. Hell yeah! I want my jetpack. I want my Back to the Future Two hoverboard. Like I want, all, I want. I'm coming for all that in my alternate reality. What? Okay. Well, okay. Well, you can have that, Loic. Congratulations. And I can also use it to smash over Whitey's head too. And before we wrap up, Guac Indie Idealist had one more question for us: an alternate reality question. The question goes: Let's say Mephisto comes to you, Spider-Man One More Day style and offers to rewrite reality so that Drumpf never becomes president. In exchange, you all would have never met and Fanbro's show never happens. Would you make the ultimate sacrifice for the greater good? The needs of the many outweigh the few? Um, <laughs> I would gladly take Donald Trump as uh, president just for Fanbro's. I mean, I couldn't, you know, it was an alternate that we'd ever met. Like, Ben, Ben is like, been a long time friend of mine and just been a vital and very important part of my life so to not have had him be a part of it would be devastating i mean he's actually um definitely influenced the course of my life absolutely uh, in several ways so you know um yeah i don't mind i mean with donald trump given our reality we, we knew it was coming you know what i'm saying so i, I was just gonna say that so I echo your sentiments literally by everybody that that is part of Fanbro Show. Like you guys are family, and it definitely would would be a huge. I mean, I, I really can't express it, but 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 as best as I can, right in this moment, it would be a huge blow to not have the show and have the relationships that we have with each other. That said, I also I'm now I'm like trying to dig into the caveats of this question. So you're saying we never meet, but does that mean we know that we never met? Or if we never meet, do we even have a recollection that we knew each other at some point in the timeline? Like it depends. Like if you never knew that person existed anyway, what would it matter? And then to your point, Illa, like somebody like like the the trajectory trajectory of america is still the same right so there was going to be another drunk one way or another right that's what i feel like was gonna happen anyway so i don't know if us um sacrificing for the greater good really would mean that 45 would have never appeared i don't even want to call him 45 he's not really a president but that he would never appear like something would be 
there in this place. I just, I just firmly believe like you, you really can't change the timeline. Like it's going to manifest itself in a different way. Uh, I mean, he's terrible, but ugh. <laughs> I don't, I don't know about that. Yeah, Agent Orange. He's on. He gonna, he gonna get out of there though. So we just watching this uh, reality TV show unfold at our expense. Oh boy. But anyway, thank you, Indie Idols, for the question. And thank you, everyone who has put in your questions for the Guac is Extra. If you have a question that you want the fan bros to answer, it could be anything. It could be about geek culture, pop culture, a combination of the two, or you maybe want relationship advice. We will answer you. Hit us up on the Twitters, at Fan Show, on IG, at Fan Show as well. Or you can even hit us up on email, contact at fanbros.com. And with that, we'll take one more break and be back to wrap up this episode of Fanbro Show. Universal FanCon is a brand new convention coming to the Baltimore Convention Center in April of 2018. FanCon will be a round-the-clock event featuring comics, cosplay, gaming, celebrity guests, music, and more with a focus on diversity and inclusion. Get your tickets now at UniversalFanCon.com because geek is universal. Welcome back, Fanbros. Thank you again for listening to the Fanbros Show, the voice of the urban geek for all nerds. And it's now time for my favorite segment. Tech Talk with Tatiana. And in this week's Tech Talk, I'm going to talk a little bit about hackers, specifically the HBO hackers. So you may have heard this earlier this week. A few, I'm going to say a few, I don't know how many they really are, but a few hackers have um, broken into HBO's private files if we let's say that we'll call it private files and they um it was on monday morning where they approached media outlets in the news and told them that they one broke into hbo's networks they've released episode of ballers insecure room 101 104 and as well as the script for an upcoming episode of game of thrones a lot of people, including HBO, weren't really sure if this was the real deal because hackers say they have stuff all the time and, and may not release the real information. And also, HBO never really confirmed. Well, uh, it's just Thursday now, and it's just gotten worse over time. Uh, not only have they have indeed released episodes, but they've released additional supposed episodes of Game of Thrones, um, episodes like four, five, and six of, of this season. They released two episodes of a show called Barry, uh, a comedy starring Bill Hader that's not even supposed to air until 2018. And now they're saying that the hackers have also leaked personal documents from a senior HBO executive. Now, that being said, I'm curious as to know, like, that the timing on this hacking, it's, it's, it's very convenient. So <laughs> I'm wondering what sparked this. Nah, man, I wish I had access to the hackers, though. Cause I'm trying to get, fix my my Game of Thrones addiction. Would you? But here's the thing. Here's the other thing. Like, if you do, if you were to get access to Game of Thrones ahead of time, would you watch it and and potentially ruin it? But for yourself, or would you? Or would you like leave it alone and watch it with everyone else? Hell yeah, I watch it. <laughs> you said f everybody else. You're just gonna go yeah. into it. 
I'll watch it if I find it right now. I'm watching it. We're in the age of binge, baby. So I mean, you wow. know, <laughs> those games. I'm not gonna ruin it for everybody else, but I'm gonna watch, and I'll be done with it. Then I that just frees me up to watch something else. So thanks, hackers. Get out <laughs> <Right>. there. <laughs> well, I'm I'm just curious to see how far this is gonna go because, like I said, right now they they stole 1.5 terabytes of data, and they and they have said that they're gonna release additional information that could be more private information of of HBO folks. It could be more leaks of scripts videos and and future hbo plans so who knows what's about to happen with this but i would definitely suggest everyone keep an eye out on this for sure so that is it for tech news this week we're gonna roll right along into oh yeah i get to say it i get the echo yes you get it uh, hold on i gotta do it Ben i mean style comics i cop <laughs> like a horrible announcer <laughs> That's what he sounds like. Sunday, Sunday night announcers. Oh, God. <laughs> That's so dope. Yo, I picked up the two Lazarus hardcovers. This is uh, Image comic series created by writer Greg Rooker and artist Mike Lark. Mm-hmm. Uh, the series is cool. It features these um, unkillable. Well, it's basically these warring families. And okay. in the future, they've kind of basically grasp all economic power around the world and it's been split up amongst these families and they each have their own bodyguards which is called Lazarus and the Lazari basically are genetic um, indestructible killer machines Um, so they can go out you know you can get hurt cut off an arm they'll just grow it back so they're like a bunch of like little wolverines uh, who can't I mean they can be killed I just have I don't know how they can be killed they haven't shown one dying but they've referenced one dying Mm -hmm. a couple of them dying but, um, you know, it's, it's cool. I mean, it's a very grounded series. It has, like, political intrigue and kind of that Game of Thrones-style maneuvering, but just nowhere near as good. Okay. So it's not really, like, mind-blowing, but it's definitely a solid read. So I definitely recommend you checking it out if you can. Check out Lazarus. It's still ongoing. So is this, is this like, real steel meets the Rothschild and Illuminati? <laughs> Like, yes, yes, that's what it sounds like to me. <laughs> yes, it's definitely and the uh, Rockefellers <laughs> and all that. Because you were like warring families who like control the world. I'm just like, are you talking about yeah, these? Okay, folks? so so like this family named Carlisle, which is like the main uh, character, the main. I, you can't really. I guess they're the protagonists, even though they're like kind of bastards. Okay. Because um, like all the families are doing dirt, so you can't mm. really, you know, but. Um, Forever Carlisle is the the Lazarus that you can basically follow in her story. Mm-hmm. And so, and as the story expands, you learn that these are other families and they have warring factions and how they go about doing their rituals and handling their business and having conclave. And, um, you know, it just gets, like, I want it to be more, because that's why we love Game of Thrones, because all the families fighting and right. the big drama. Um, and so this one just, like, does it on a lower, much lower scale. Um, but it's definitely a vicious, violent comic um, because it has action, and you know they just have the because they can not die, they're getting shot up and all kind of stuff happening, you know. But they're like one man wrecking crews. But then you have like the Rothschild um, manipulations and maneuvers going on. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, okay. Well, that actually, and is the is this actually a, a good book? Like, would you recommend it for sure? I mean, you're saying it on Comics I Cop. 
yeah, that doesn't necessarily mean you re- that doesn't necessarily mean you recommend it because <laughs> some, sometimes Benami just tells people about some stuff that that he's just warning them like not to read it. But is this one a good one? No, it's definitely worth reading. I mean, I'm okay. just saying it's nothing mind blowing. You know, uh, okay. I'm not trying to oversell people on it, but it's a good book. It's a good series. Um, also out this week was the Paper Girls uh, Volume Three hardcover, collecting I think it's issues eleven through fourteen. Oh, I love uh, Paper Girls. Paper Girls, I did a review on it many, many moons ago, but it's a dope, dope series mm-hmm. um, by the creator of Saga and uh, the artist Cliff Chang, and it is dope, definitely worth checking out. East of West is still going strong. I mean, there's a lot of good comics that came out. A new issue of Black Panther dropped recently. Um, so it's a lot of good stuff out there that you can go and cop and keep letting us know. Use the hashtag, Comics I Copped. Yeah. Fan Bros, myself, at Illawasi, and Ben Amin. We love seeing it. So, yeah, cop those comics. Something else I love seeing, Zay-Z beats as Domino. Fam, when those pictures came out, so a few days ago, uh, the photos for Zay-Z as Domino from Deadpool 2 were released, and she looks amazing. I really like this interpretation of the Domino character. Um, For those who haven't seen it, I'll express it, like kind of explain she has her her whole, you know, kind of leather, I don't want to want to call it bounty hunter kind of look. She has this nice big fro. And in, in most of the books, like you notice Domino has the pale face. She's, I assume, white, has the pale face. And then she has kind of that perfect circle dot on her left eye. This time with Zazie, what they did was they used like a kind of like a vitiligo look on her eye, which makes a lot of sense. And then her eye... Her her normal her right eye is, is a typical dark brown, whereas the eye where the vitiligo uh, marking is is more of like a honey brown. So it's a it's a great contrast. She looks really amazing, and I really like the. It took me a while to even notice, but in one of the promo pictures, she's posing just like Deadpool di- uh, did, um, kind of yeah. in front of a fire on a on a yeah. bearskin rug. But instead of a bearskin rug, she's laying on a, a Deadpool, Deadpool rug. Skin rug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I actually, it took me a minute. I didn't even catch that until like I saw it maybe the second or third time. And I'm like, wait a minute. She is laying out on a dead Deadpool. So I thought that was cute. And I really liked the way she looked. What do you think? I think she's beautiful. I think her hair is super fly. Yeah. Super fly. I, I kind of would have preferred the darker, uh, like a darker splotch, uh, you know, doing it that way. But she still looks dope. I mean, so. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I'm, I just I'm, think it's a great interpretation. And I think it's dope. And I think she looks great. Yeah. And I just want to see her kicking ass on screen in Deadpool too. Absolutely. And and of course, you know, there were the haters that decided to show up and say, Oh, comic book purity, blah blah blah. Ben I mean brought up a great point. In five years, they're gonna change all of the domino yeah. versions to look like Zay Z. So, you know, stop complaining. I mean, if I mean, you're a hater, you get that Jay Z half a bar. <laughs> half a bar. Um, also in the news, we have Chuatel Ejiofor. I really hope I got that right. He is in talks to voice Scar in the Lion King remake. Now, I'm I'm actually at first I was really mad that they then this was months ago, but that they wanted to even redo the Lion King. The Lion King is one of the most perfect Disney movies ever. So for you to want to redo it just for live action, I was just like, why? That said, once they started announcing the cast and everyone who's going to be involved, I was like, oh, I'm intrigued. Um, so 
Is yeah. This, um, they're doing this like Jungle Book style where it's just actors voicing them, right? Well, literally, yeah, because John Favreau is helming this, and okay, okay, they're okay. doing it because of his success with the Jungle Book. Yeah, so, but good. the difference is that this Lion King will be a musical. So I'm not sh- so so. <sighs> right. So here's the thing. I'm uh, not. I'm glad you actually said that because now I'm not so clear on if it's going to be like Jungle Book style, where it's going to be CG characters and then they're being voiced, or something else. I'm I'm guessing yes, that's the point. That's why John Favreau's there, but now I'm not so sure. But I mean, what does the I've never seen the Lion King musical, so I'm assuming it follows the same. I've I've the Broadway production. I've never seen the Broadway production, so also I don't know. Um, but but I don't think they're going for the Broadway production. I think they're going for a live action interpretation of the lion king animation and oh and to answer my own question yes it will be mostly cg just like the jungle book so somewhat live action i mean they're all animals so i don't i don't know where the person is in this i don't think there is well but i mean so does that mean they're creating like all new music for if they're not following the broadway blueprint no i think they 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 may insert a song or two but I I they I think they would be remiss in not doing the at least most of the classics. Like I know at D23 they played that uh, that original Circle of Life song to uh kind of intro the title, the title splash and all that stuff. So like the iconic stuff I I don't think they're going to get rid of. And if they do, they're stupid, but I don't think that's going to happen. We'll yeah, so see. I, I don't know. But uh, yeah, like I said, Chiwetel is in talks to voice Scar. He has a great voice, so I can see that happening. Um, James L. Jones, he's coming back as Mufasa. Mufasa. Oh, that's dope. Yep. Donald Glover is going to be playing Simba. Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, they're going to be Pumbaa and Timon, respectively. Uh, and John Oliver just signed on to play Zazu. The, the, the basically the king's hand and supposedly this is a big rumor but supposedly Beyonce may be going for the role of Nala supposedly okay. supposedly I don't you don't care do you <laughs> you're like ah no <laughs> I mean Beyonce isn't the, the the best actress but I mean his voice works so you can't do too wrong but his voice works, and if we're talking about musical like that would be one of the main voices you would want anyway right I mean d- Listen, regardless of what you think, that I, I, we'll see what happens with that. Um, in some more movie news, uh, there was uh, I did see something that Pacific Rim Uprising, the next Pacific Rim movie, is been moved to March twenty third. Um, Pacific Rim two, you you were a Pacific Rim fan, right? I know Ben was. No, 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 no. <laughs> I like giant robots and uh, kaiju going at it, but that mm. movie was not no. So you were on my wavelength where I was just like, I was really upset with, I just felt like they could have done so much more. It was kind of weak to me. The it fights, very even it, it was kind of weak to me. But like I said, the, the second movie is starring John Boyega as the son of Idris Elba's character. So, and I, and there's a few people um, that are returning, like Charlie Day and the rest of them. And uh, Rinko Kikuchi, she's coming back too. So, um, I don't even know how they make it a, a Pacific Rim too, because I mean it just canceled the apocalypse. So I was like, <laughs> well, they gotta keep canceling the apocalypse. Apparently, they gotta keep going. Um, also, in movie news, Sam L. Jackson has confirmed that he's going to start filming the Glass sequel in September. 
for those who have seen Split, um, and I'm sorry if you haven't seen it, but I'm going to have to spoil it for you. At the end of Split, it's revealed that that movie is set in the same universe as uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Unbreakable, uh, because at the very end, you actually see Bruce Willis at like a diner or something like that. That being said, they uh, have moved forward into a full-fledged sequel for Unbreakable, which I assume is going to also involve the character from Split. Sam L. is reprising his role. I actually was never a fan of Unbreakable at all. Wow. I really wasn't. I, I just thought it was, I just thought it was laughable. Like the stuff that I, you weren't supposed to laugh at, I would laugh at. <laughs> like when Samuel falls down the steps and just like keeps falling down. I was like <laughs> rolling. Like I, I was dying, but that's, listen, I was dying. But I think this, this may be something that I will actually, will give a chance. Um, Samuel is playing obviously Mr. Glass. And I mentioned Bruce Willis will keep coming back. Falling down, different stuff. Oh no, 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 no! Please don't, please don't, because I'm not gonna respect it if it keeps doing that. No, man, I loved Unbreakable. I thought Split was alright. I thought Split was okay, but that was that was pretty slick how they tied it in to the Unbreakable universe. It was like, oh, you're making your own superhero kind of superhero villain universe. I thought it was cheap, actually. I mean, really? Split just seemed like a pointless movie. By the time you get to the end of it, it's like, what's really accomplished? And what was the purpose? Nothing. And Nothing. I was like, I was just kind of pissed. Like, I sat hmm. for this for like an hour and a half, and this is it. You know, and then you figured, all right, well, maybe it's going to be some big scene. Nah. So I was like. Ugh. Well, the big scene was supposed to be him transforming into this monster. No, no, no. I mean a big scene where you find out the other character is involved in the same universe. Oh, that. So well, I, you know, hey, I was that was... they were going to clash or something, and that would have been dope. Like, I, I thought, okay, in Split, I thought they were underneath the stadium the whole time. Oh, okay. And I was like, no, they oh, was that would have been dope. But... but that's the point of the sequel, because then you probably will see them clash. You probably will see Bruce's, Bruce Willis's character clash with uh, Sign Split. me up for Samuel L. falling down something else. Oh like, <laughs> I just want to see him falling. What's this news about Batista and Guardians of the Galaxy? What's this about? Dave Batista currently is Drax in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is signed on to play the Eternal Warrior. For those who follow hmm. comics, Valiant Comics is seeking to start their own cinematic universe. So they have uh, Batista looking to play Eternal Warrior. Jared Leto is rumored to be Bloodshot. They're also, uh, I believe, working on an Archer and Armstrong movie. Uh, Armstrong being the brother of Gilad, who is the Eternal Warrior. So right now, everything is in the writing process, but Valiant is trying to get the ball rolling and get you know their their comics on the big screen, which would actually be pretty dope. I mean, they have uh, the Valiant universe initially was really great, then it got really wonky through uh, legalities, and now they've kind of come back to the fore over the last three years. So I'd be real curious to see what they come up with. So for 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 it's particularly me, but for those who don't know, who is the Eternal Warrior? Oh, the Eternal Warrior is a uh, Gilad. He basically is a guy who he can get hurt and he can die a painful death, but he'll basically come back to life and he just walks the earth. Um, mm. He's but he he's the protector of what's called a Geomancer, and the Geomancer is a. a 
a chosen one who can basically communicate with the earth. So the eternal warrior functions as the protector for the geomancer. Um, oh, I see. Basically going about and, you know, quelling uprising or anything that could do potential harm to the earth that the geomancer basically sends the eternal warrior out to handle. And oh, I see. Catches mad bullets and knives and but he puts in work. He gets busy. Okay. So, so is that like Drax on steroids? Actually, I mean, comics, if you're going for comic accuracy, I wouldn't hire Batista for that role. Okay. Uh, but the Eternal Warriors is like a, a regular muscled up looking kind of dude, but he's like a slim mm. cat. Whereas Batista, you know, would definitely be some big jump. So uh, for you comic accurate folks, get on a case about that. <laughs> you just like to start trouble. <laughs> of course. A provocateur. Of course. Besides, leave Zazie alone. Right. And is it, do you pronounce your name Zazie or is it Zazie? I, I've been saying Zazie this whole time. If it's Zazie, I apologize. I will pronounce it however she wants it pronounced. <laughs> of course you will. You love that woman. Yes. I love her too. Can't wait for um, more banana. Um, there is some, um, so I saw this, this one came across my desk earlier. Gorilla Grodd has been confirmed for season three of Legends of Tomorrow. I don't even watch Legends of Tomorrow. Because I, I was just like, nah, I'm not even going to try to go down that route after I've been burned by, like, The Flash. Man. But Ben said is actually decent right now. Yeah, see, I, but ben, ben smokes, so <laughs> we just going to write it off like that. When he hears this, I can't wait till he flame you, son. Oh, my God. I mean, let him bring it. Let him bring it. But no, nah, like Legends Tomorrow, I watched through, I struggle watched through most of that season just because we were doing it for special delivery. And then I I don't even remember the, the end of it, like the, the first finale. Season mm-hmm. two, I watched some of it. And I want to say I kind of caught, I caught the end. I did catch the finale of that one, but it was, it's just a struggle watching that show. Mm-hmm. So them doing, and he's right in that it did get, once it embraced its own kind of campiness, it kind of hit yeah. its stride in a sense. Yeah, and they got rid of the um, they jettisoned the two worst actors on the show, which was the Hawk Hawkman and Hawk Woman. But um, oh, they got rid of her. Oh man, did they? You're right. I don't see her in the promo pictures. Okay. So if you can kind of, you know, once you accept the kind of over the top, uh, low budget that it's on, then it it can work for you in a campy kind of way. But like, don't have. I I think he's setting people up with a little bit higher expectations than what he needs. But uh, they must have a budget this season if they're gonna be doing Gorilla Grodd on a regular basis, because CGI isn't cheap, and you know everything they've ever done on CW has been cheap. Just, this is this is lately, yes, particularly this is true. So we'll see what happens. But also on that note, the Arrowverse crossover is set to include every show this year. So that means mm. Supergirl, Arrow, The Flash, and Legends of Tomorrow. Because last year on CW. Fans of those series kind of got robbed of a true crossover as they mm-hmm. kind of tacked on a, a brief appearance by the Flash at the end of a, a normal Supergirl episode. Right. So this year they're saying they're essentially looking to do two two hour long movies. Um, and not, So like a full story arc. Yeah, a full story that kind of has some emotional resonance. But whereas last year with the crossover, they tried to keep... If you watched Arrow, you were basically getting a regular Arrow episode with all these other characters in it. If you watched The Flash, you are getting like a Flash episode. So the kind of, like Arrow has a darker tone, so the episode took on that tone. Where And The Flash had like a goofier tone, so you know, it followed in that way. So this year they're saying that they're kind of going to ignore that and then just 
give you focus on the story they're trying to tell versus right. trying to maintain the integrity of the actual different shows. But see, while that sounds exciting, that also still makes me sad because that just reminds me again that Black Lightning is, at least for now, is not going to be part of any crossovers whatsoever. So as it stands today, they're not going to be part of that Arrowverse. So yes, something may change in the future, but um, you know, I, I went through this and they had mentioned that, that there was a discussion with the Black Lightning showrunners and the writers um, saying that the door is open and is on obviously it's their call, but that as of now they're still going to keep it separate from the Arrowverse. That is the wisest thing they could do. Um, oh, let, why do you say? Let Black Lightning get established and get its feet under it, get some solid episodes before getting bogged down with the foolishness of the Arrowverse. Um, they could probably do something to maybe you know have a commercial or something for Starling City or you know do something in the background just mm-hmm. to show they're in the shared universe. But let them just do their thing. You know, uh, I, having watched the trailer a couple of times, like it looks decent for CW. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, it's not that it's grittier, but it definitely has a a different take. It has a different feel to it. You know, mm. um, it, it definitely had. Yeah. I mean, because of black people, more street. But it doesn't have that kind of white people writing black people where it's kind of hokey. Okay. You know, so it definitely has a better feel to it, but I'd rather they get them established, establish a family dynamic with Black Lightning and his two daughters, and then later they can kind of deal with the crossover nonsense. Okay, so the, I'll actually I will give you that 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 makes a lot of sense logically. I, I was actually very irritated with that because I thought, why not go for for an easy win by by just knocking on your next door neighbor essentially, and and being able to to leverage the fact that you have all of these characters that you could just insert these characters that the black um lightning characters in but to your point i think you know i think i may come around on that 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 does make a lot of sense to me yeah wow i actually agreed with l-o-y-c wow Oh, man. Was there any other news, TV or movie news that we missed or anything else that you wanted to share, Mr. Illawaisi? Uh The last thing, uh, Sci-Fi just released a teaser trailer for Happy. Happy hmm. is a comic book by super comic author extraordinaire Grant Morrison. He's mm-hmm. written Invisibles. He's written um, New X-Men. He's just written a lot of classic material. And Happy was a miniseries that dropped about two years ago that got uh, a decent amount of acclaim. Um, so the, the the teaser trailer, it looks very much comics accurate, but I can't tell if this is like a movie or a miniseries or an actual ongoing show. Happy is basically about a, a ex-cop who becomes a hitman and he's constantly kind of drunk. And then one day he wakes up and or he's awakened by basically a flying blue horse oh okay (laughs) yeah and it just gets weirder (laughs) from there but uh so it definitely the teaser trailer definitely has the right feel for the show i'm curious to see more and uh learn more about the show as sci-fi releases more information so be on the lookout for happy all right and with that we want to make sure you guys 
Again, if you have any guac questions for us, or if you just wanna hit us up, whether you wanna join the Fan Bros family, you wanna do some art, you wanna do some writing, or you have some other talents that you would like to share with us, hit us up, contact at fanbros.com. You can also reach out to us all over the interwebs at Fan Bros Show. Coming up in August, I can't believe it's August already. Jesus, cheese and bread. But at the end of August, we will be at Afropunk with the rest of the Loudspeakers Network. So you'll be able to see us there live and in living color, along with the Friend Zone, The Read, uh, Combat Jack, and maybe a few other surprises. So when is Afropunk? Afropunk is the last weekend in August. Oh, no, I'll be in L.A. at that time. Mm. Yeah, I'm so, you know, you're a superstar, so you're not going to be there. But that being said, people who will be there, definitely come through. Get your tickets. I think there may be a little bit of Afropunk tickets left. So grab those last ones, and we will see you there. Uh, we're also going to be at Dragon Con in Atlanta, which is during Labor Day weekend. That's Labor Day, right? Yeah, Labor Day weekend. And there will be, of course, some more things to come we had told you there are some surprises still on the way. I know it's August, but summer is not yet gone. So definitely stay tuned. We have more goodies for you. So any last words, Ella? Man, it was great having you as the captain of the spaceship. You know, you make it you make it look so easy. So uh, I hope uh, Ben I means enjoying his time in quarantine. Yeah, <laughs> this is not easy. Come back, Ben. I mean, we miss you. Peace. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros. Fan Bros.